So, Rachel, you want to describe the meme you sent, the custom-made meme you sent to me um, after this weekend? So, um, Star Wars Celebration started Friday, I believe, correct? Or was or was it Thursday? It's probably Thursday. I think it was Thursday, which was so painful because right after the day we, um, the day we uh, recorded, and so I was blowing up Cameron's phone uh so apologies but i'm not really that sorry about it blowing up uh cameron's phone about this and so i was like cameron oh my gosh i don't know how i can wait and so i i custom edited this of and just it's very badly edited i love it misa proposed that rebels and robots host emergency podcast session to discuss star wars celebration 2023 and you know what i got i got a laugh react (laughs) 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 it's thursday night and we are in rachel's apartment and that must mean that it is starformers night i'm cameron i'm rachel and this is i'm excited rebels and robots (laughs) episode 14 where we talk about star wars and Transformers. We'll see if any Transformers shows up. This I actually week. have some Transformers news. Hey, oh, and I'm going to say it, it with first that. before <laughs> because you know there's just not a whole lot that happened too much this week, um, news wise. Mm. So we got to have a little something. <laughs> um, so <laughs> a little bit of a tangent. So it'll relate back to Transformers first. So the Super Mario Bros. movie came out last week or two weeks ago. Yes. Well, first of all, it has now sur- it is now the top grossing animated <laughs> film of all time, which is insane. Well, not like top grossing, like like biggest weekend. Biggest week, but it beat out Frozen and Frozen mm-hmm. Two, which is crazy. Like it, it will still need some more weeks. I mean, I would not be surprised if it became the highest grossing of all time, but it's not been out long enough. But 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 but, but it set the record for the biggest five day Wednesday to Sunday opening of all time with its 204.6 million <laughs> debut overtaking 2009 Transformers Revenge of the Fallen at 200 million that's kind of crazy one I know the, the retroactively think back to 2009 the fact that Revenge Transformers 2 Tran- made Trans-Venge that much Sith. movie man I am awful with words say Transformers 2 made that much money back Shmoney. in 2009 and the fact that that record has not been broken since. That's pretty wild. I know. For a movie that is the worst and so awful bad. and a crime against humanity. So bad. <laughs> um, do you have any other news before we get to the meat? Um, no, because, I mean, there's a whole chunk of news that came out of Star Wars Celebration this uh, week. Yeah, Star Wars Celebration UK London. So I have all my notes. So please feel free to interject. Yeah, if you I got notes, it, go for I it. I kind of have it organized. So first of all, three new Star Wars movies were announced. Correct. Yeah, that was so, what I was going to lead with. Director James Mangold is going to direct a movie set at the Dawn of the Jedi. Ed- I'm going to put a huge ask at the beginning of this. The chances of any of these movies, anything that's been announced that's a movie actually happening is so slim. I feel like this one is slim. It's I, just, the other two, I think they have a good chance. I just want to give context. Anyone listening to this that does, hasn't, hasn't followed Star Wars news, I f- just going off my vague memory, I didn't do any research to confirm this, but vaguely, the last time they announced a Star Wars movie that Squadron. actually got released 
would have been like 2016 with Solo. Like Solo would have been the last one announced mm -hmm. and actually came out. And that movie came out in 2018. Mm -hmm. There have been many Star Wars movies announced since then, but nothing has come out. Yes. This one is, and they haven't even like, it's not even like COVID production shut it down or something. They When episode nine came out in 2019, there was nothing like that was about to get made. It's possible that COVID pushed some stuff back, but honestly, I don't know how different things would be right now if COVID hadn't happened. I think we'd still be in the same boat as far as Star True. Wars movies are concerned. So, so big asterisks on all these announcements. These are three new announced films and nothing they have announced in like the last, it's 2013, I would say last six years of announcements, nothing has come from it. Yes, but so that's the one that I'm a little more like, mm, I don't really see that mm -hmm. one happening. The other ones I think have a much higher chance of happening. Sure. So David, our boy. So let's we'll, that's, that's stop for a second. Let's just discuss, discuss what you just okay. said, talked okay. about. So James Mangold, um, probably most famous to most people for in the nerd sphere for directing The Wolverine and Logan. Mm -hmm. um, but he also directed such excellent films as the 310 Yuma remake um, and Ford versus Ferrari. I never saw that one. Yeah, I mean, he's just he's just kind of a... He doesn't have a really, really distinctive style. Oh, yeah. Um, he just has an all-around good handle of how to just make a, a blockbuster film. I mean, I've heard all good things about his films. I've just never and seen And they're it. not, like, too big normally. Like, they're mm -hmm. normally, like, a really good, like, medium size. Mm -hmm. um, and I, th I, I like him a lot. I think he's a really excellent filmmaker. And his biggest... The biggest connection from who he is to why he's directing Star Wars is that he has directed the new Indiana Jones mm -hmm. is why is his connection to Lucasfilm. Mm -hmm. um, and so if it comes out, it's going to movie set at the dawn of the Jedi Empire. So yeah, before Old Republic. years like, before the movies. From what I've seen, hypothetically, the first Force user. Yeah. So that is um, a big old chunk of time. Because the first I heard about this was someone I worked with. You're going to name him Skywalker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I really hope not. Oh, my gosh. That'd be awful. Um, the first thing I heard about this was someone in my I work with mentioned to me, and I thought he said 2,500 years. I was like, that's High Republic era, I think. Like, it's definitely not old. It's not. It's newer than Old Republic, but I don't know exactly what High Republic is. But that that number didn't, with the, the timeline of Star Wars events, 2,500 years is actually not that old yeah with the history of things so when he told me it was about the dawn of the force my my coworker was like 2500 years that's not enough mm -hmm. that doesn't make any mm -hmm. sense so when i read it was 25,000 years like, oh, left out a very important zero wow there. yeah i and then another podcast i was listening to i haven't confirmed this I can't but, believe you listen to other podcasts this yes I listen, to other to po I listen to two podcasts pretty much <laughs> um on the regular and this one yes and my own that's correct yes that's three um mentioned that like really early lightsabers were like powered by like a backpack or something yep. like they're they were like really uh janky uh yeah janky's word for it yeah cumbersome and in macro technology um so i'm i'm kind of interested to see really old star wars tech mm -hmm. um i suspect i'd be really interested to see like how many planets this take up like like does interstellar True, yeah. travel even exist 25 interstellar years? uh-huh that's the term for traveling between different nah, star systems yeah it's a movie term <laughs> look this is the second week in a row <laughs> that i have to explain to you that something is a scientific <laughs> term before it was used in fiction no i don't think so interstellar Anyways. um uh interstellar actually invented the concept of okay space yeah, yeah yeah it's actually a product of the past 
Uh-huh. Sure, sure, sure. Um, so that's what I'm excited about is old tech. Um, if they travel but <laughs> old man <laughs> tech from Bad old Batch man, is like, in he's it. Dead. <laughs> but he's like somehow predates oh, he's traveled, somehow time travel. <laughs> tech returns. That's what they did. That now that what I think about it, because I thought I had something ago when they announced his return in a Fortnite package. <laughs> <laughs> what uh you mentioning them naming the main character skywalker or something made me think about is Shmi. inevitably there will be some they'll have to, they'll probably try to fit something in there that's familiar they're gonna call, Whether, they're gonna call someone or something skywalkers like or the, like the verb term of it or like they have maybe some of yoda's ancestors or some wookies like they'll be like his great great grandma <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're most likely going to put something in there that we are already familiar with. Um, Another Death Star. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But what um, talk, talking about tech and how he would be in it made, just made me think about in the TV show Krypton, which is about Superman's grandparents. Thank you. They had some characters time travel back in time so they could have some familiar characters on Krypton two generations before Superman. Oh. And if if... If they went a real hacky job with this, that's what they would do. Is they would have like Cal Kestis or someone like travel back the in time. Same energy as perhaps having the main characters shrink down to miniature size so they could fight the midichlorians. Yes, which is what George <laughs> Lucas wanted to do for his sequel trilogy. Anyway, um, so the other movie that is there's a, for a hopeful 2026 release year. Dave Filoni will be directing it. Yes, and this is the one that's really likely to happen. I think, and it's the penultimate. It's supposed to be the penultimate for the Mandalorian storyline set between six and seven. Uh, season six and seven of movies. Oh, I see. Uh, Return of the Jedi so, and the where, Force Awakens. Pretty much, there are two kinds of Star Wars primarily right now: between three and four, and between six and seven. <laughs> now, season seven is a pretty wide. There's a lot time, of years but, between those, and that's we don't like know much about that years. time period. But um, except the Mandos, Lorians are running around for now. Um, so effectively, what it sounds like is it's a movie that's meant to be like the Avengers of the TV shows. Mm, yeah, is like just connect all everything that's it's happening together. Pull up that line. So I mean, I'm excited that. This is like a movie that he's going to have, you know, I feel like it'll happen with the man or who knows, maybe they write the movie and then they split it into a season like they kind of did with Kenobi. Um, But I'm excited. Now, the one that I think is actually closest to happening, the next one that was released Mm -hmm. is uh, directed by Charmaine. Oh, I hope I pronounced it right. Obaid Chinoy doing a film with Daisy Ridley. She's been oh, confirmed to come yeah. back. It's set 15 years after The Rise of Skywalker as she builds a new Jedi Order. The script is being written by Stephen Knight, and Kathleen Kennedy said it should be completed in about the next six weeks. The script. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. They're hoping for a 2025 release, which... Yeah, I... So, this woman was the one who directed Miss Marvel. That's her connection to, hmm. Star, to Marvel or D- Disney and all that. I like um, Miss Marvel. And... Yeah, this this almost sounds like one of two things, or both. What episode nine should have been, mm-hmm. and all kind to some extent, and also probably what a lot of people would have liked, like episode seven to have been. Yeah, except for instead of Ray would have been Luke, but I think that's what a lot of people wanted to see was the training of a new mm-hmm. Jedi Order. This is exciting for me for sure. Um, it bums me out a little bit because what I felt like. 
um, episodes seven and eight were kind of directing towards moving away from Jedi mm-hmm. and not necessarily force users, but a new kind of force user. And maybe they would have kept using the name Jedi. And maybe that's what Ray will do. Maybe Ray's Jedi will be different. But episode nine kind of made everything much more like more uh, uh, the term I'm looking for is like uh, status quo. Yeah. Um, I feel like episode nine brought everything back to kind of where things were at the end of episode six. Yeah. As opposed to like establishing a very new status quo. It's got like this one Jedi left. That Jedi's going to train some new Jedis. Mm-hmm. They're going to rebuild gonna, the new Republic. They're going to Jedi. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I also thought the other day is um, <laughs> after episode nine is going to be the new, new Republic. The new, <laughs> the new squared Republic. <laughs> the newest Republic. The newest Republic. <laughs> but uh, um, what do you, what do you think of this? I'm excited that Daisy Ridley is coming back. Absolutely. I'm shocked. I can't believe it. I am thrilled to see her back. Um, She was at Star Wars Celebration. Mm -hmm. I think one of the great things about Star Wars Celebration is all of these um, actors who have been scorned Mm -hmm. and coming into rooms that roar when they show up on stage. Like Hayden Christensen experienced this when they pulled him for Mm -hmm. Star Wars Celebration a couple years ago. And you see him come up on... um, the stage and everyone explodes and he's mm-hmm. like oh shoot people liked these movies yeah now there is a joke on one of my other favorite podcasts where they uh talk about how people woo, woo! At, at conventions the kind of people that are at conventions are just gonna woo at anything so not that daisy really doesn't deserve it not saying that but they are yeah, prone seen to the just... conspiracy theory that everyone at the at star wars celebration was paid to go there by disney Gosh, anyways we'll move what? on from that but i've been seeing some of that anyways i'm excited that she's coming back she's the only one confirmed that's coming back i wouldn't be i mean i could see oscar isaac probably coming back i would love to see john boyega come back however i totally understand why he wouldn't oh yeah but i i like obviously like it's not up to me i would love to see him back yeah, you know, that as soon as I heard, no, 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 what, what was it? I saw some, someone did online did some of their own fan art of what he would look like as a Jedi. I love every single one of them. It looks really good. Um, he had this nice, like, shawl, not shawl, but like a, like a cape over his I shoulder. Exactly, which I think I know exactly what image you're talking about. And um, I, what it made me think about is how you brought up on the podcast a few weeks ago that he was kind of turning around on some interviews and being a little bit more positive. That sounds like someone who's been talking to Disney. That sounds like someone who has been offered a lot of money from Disney to come back for maybe a new start. And don't blame him. I'm not. There's no shade being thrown oh, here. It's just absolutely. what it sounds like to I have, me. I have, like, I don't know how to. Where to I want John Boyega to come back. I do not blame him if he doesn't. Oh, absolutely. We, we didn't see Hayden Christensen return for how many years? Fifteen mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. I haven't. I do not blame him. I don't blame anyone else for not wanting to come back. But so I would love to see him. Um, I have some other news about movies. Kathleen Kennedy also confirmed that Taika Waititi's film is still in development. And he is the (laughs) only one writing it. Which. I think that's a good thing. Honestly, you don't. He's going to live and die on his voice. Yeah. And it, for anyone listening that doesn't know, Taika Waititi, most famous for directing the last two Thor films, one of which is incredible, the second of which is okay at best in most people's approximation. But he also has made phenomenal films like what we Jojo do in The Shadow, Rabbit. 
what we do in the shadows oh, yeah. jojo rabbit uh, one of his early films called boy mm. he's a phenomenal filmmaker i love i've loved everything he's made up until thor mm -hmm. and i really doubt thor love and thunder is at at worst at worst it's not entirely his fault at mm -hmm. best it was did marvel just wrecked yeah. it it's kind of hard to tell it doesn't really matter everyone's allowed to make bad movies mm -hmm. his most recent film's not so good everything before that he's been involved with is phenomenal absolutely um i'm if it does doesn't get made i i don't think it's like delaying him from making something else and if it does get made then he took his time on it and he made something he wanted to make yeah which is exciting um before i move on to that um which i can see on camera and screen, <laughs> um kathleen kennedy also said that so rogue squadron the film has been nixed shocking but she said <laughs> discuss that it could be a series let's just get a movie made please yeah, and then go movie. from there we don't need um, like i talked about when we were talking about bad batch season two getting stretched out we don't need more we just need as far as tv shows at mm -hmm. least we don't need more we are lacking and i think some people might say what's the difference tv shows movies it's all star wars to a degree yeah i'm glad that we have the shows uh but movies are different mm -hmm. uh both in like their concentration their focus their their uh their brevity compared mm -hmm. to shows, the how pacing. they can be focused, and oftentimes, in my opinion, just overall, all around quality better. Obviously, there are movies that are worse than TV shows. Not going to argue that. I would much rather take most of the TV show that's been made over uh, episode nine, but I would take the other four movies that were made over most of the TV they've made, mm -hmm. uh, other than like Andor and but um this is an andor stan podcast yeah and i'm, and I'm, look, I'm glad it, it all exists <laughs> i'm just talking about for me i'm a movie guy star wars is a movie first franchise mm -hmm. it started as movies it was mostly like up until um the clone wars cartoon the second one star wars was primarily movies then video games and then you had and for some people, it was books. For mm -hmm. some people, it was comic books. For some people, it was cartoons. But none of those ever ne rose ne nowhere near the influential level of the movies. Mm -hmm. Video games were for video game players. The books were for people who read books. <laughs> the nerds that read books. <laughs> like, they were for if you... But, like, lots of people watch the movies. Mm -hmm. Whether you're a movie person or not. Mm -hmm. And now, people even if you're a movies. TV show person or not, you know, Facebook moms love grogu like it, they're you, they're more accessible to are bigger you calling audience. my coworker a facebook mom <laughs> <laughs> but um, on the other hand what i think is kind of cool about the shows is you have a great variety of styles mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. tones like it brings more people into the fold for sure well and it just gives you the chance to do like if they were only going to do one tv show it'd be the mandalorian you would never get something as serious or as political or as darker in tone as andor mm -hmm. but you also wouldn't have anything as silly or light as something like uh um bad batch oh okay How's like that? the silly Which episode one of bad do you batch. want me to name <laughs> um and so what i am getting at here is i want there to be movies so that we can get the same thing mm -hmm. i want as much why i love last jedi is because last jedi is a ryan johnson film in the star wars universe because everything else every other star wars movie as much as i love them are directed by george lucas or trying to seem like they're directed by george mm -hmm. lucas which is totally great i love those but i also want 
other things. I want a Taika Waititi film. I want a James Mangold film. I I would have been happy with a um I'm gonna blank on her name, but the woman who's going to direct Rogue Squad Rogue Squadron. Oh yes. Um she directed uh the last two Wonder Woman films and a movie called Monster and some other t- a lot of TV shows. I would have liked to have seen what she would have done with a Star Wars film. Though also I think Patty Jenkins. Yeah. And I don't love her as a director, but I think she's got her own style and I think I, I think d- what really cooked her goose was Top Gun Maverick. There was just how are you going to top that? I also heard she asked Chris Pine multiple <laughs> times to be in Squadron. He's too busy making Dungeons and Dragons he movies. Is. <laughs> Anyways, what's the next topic? Unless I have, you have one last thing before we can move on to sure. that. Um, Kathleen Kennedy also said that all future Star Wars movies will include the opening crawl. Huh. Interesting. I love, I mean, honestly, I loved the way Rogue One opened. I Agreed. feel like it set such a different mm-hmm. tone. You know, we're all thinking, we're waiting for the, the Star Wars intro, and it doesn't. And we're all kind of like, what? So that that is what was in, potentially interesting about the Star Wars stories movies, of which we only got two so far, Rogue One and Solo, mm-hmm. was you could get something a little different. You know, you know what to expect with the, uh, the trilogy films, but the stories could theoretically be something different. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want diversity and of style and sure. voices within sure. Star Wars. And if even just two of the films they've announced happen, I think it'll it'll look like that. Oh, also, just um wait, never mind, not relevant. I was gonna talk about the um, the Marvels trailer that was released, but that's not relevant. That's Ms. not our Mar- podcast. Miss but- well, Miss Marvel. Why I'm excited for the director who's making this new jedi order movie miss marvel is a wonderful television it's show. so good i yes. loved it and i'm someone who has not yeah loved marvel since infinity war fair it's fine i'll go see it i'll watch it with friends it's just not what it used to be for me maybe mm-hmm. because my brain is like all star wars now i loved miss marvel it was so fun it felt so refreshing mm-hmm. i think also because all of the cast was great I feel like it was one of those things like they had fun making this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So we both are in agreement that that's, I mean, it's when we both recognize it had shortcomings. It wasn't perfect, but also I, I don't know what her experience is like, but I feel like that's probably the biggest thing she's done that, that particular director. And I think her voice and her particular tone that she worked with in that show could be really fun to see mm-hmm. um, with Ray raising and training some Jedi. And if all goes well, Grogu could be around at that time. Interesting. Yeah, it'll totally depend on where, where Mando goes. Anyways. Anyways, let's talk about The Acolyte. Yeah, which so. Which is releasing next spring, hopefully. So is this a show? Yes, it's a show. Okay, it is a show. They mounted it a while back. It is about a Sith, or at least a dark side user, um, in the High Republic era. And um, they... I, I think it's a couple hundred years before Phantom Menace. Yes, yeah, because it um, it has to be w- hundreds of years, not thousands of years, because I know Je- uh, Yoda is alive during mm-hmm. the High Republic era. Do you know what else takes place during the High Republic era? What? Jedi younglings. Because uh- <laughs> <laughs> Yoda's in it too. Um, and they also announced that the man who has been playing the body of Chewbacca for like the last couple of live action movies. Yes. We'll be playing his own Wookiee Jedi um, yes. in the Acolyte show, which is pretty interesting. Good for him. I'm trying to f- see if I can get any more information about this show. But that, those there's, were like, some of the big announcements. Not, I have not heard 
a lot about it. Yeah, it is. It's a little secretive. Um, it's going to feature Carrie Ann Moss. Carrie Ann Moss is most famous, I think, for being uh, Trinity in the Matrix movies. Um, really? Yeah, I think she could be. I a, did not make that connection. I think she could be a really interesting presence in Star Wars. I th- I'm excited about that. Um, you and think she'll get the same treatment? As? <laughs> of being the strong female character who suddenly falls in um, I think she's a little too love. old to play that character now, which I'm not saying she should be. I'm just saying the way things are cast. I doubt an actress that old will be in love with a primary character. It's possible. Um, oh, it's being, uh, in this show, uh, the accolade is being created by uh, Leslie Headland, who's famous for the show Russian Doll, which I know mm. nothing about. I don't know anything about that. Um, and other news includes... Um, I don't know what... Oh, okay. Well, so I can't. Um, I didn't have that. I only wrote down a couple of things. Um, Do we have anything else before we get into the trailers? Yes, I have a lot of stuff. I, d- oh, I yeah. have not really heard too much about Skeleton Crew. I kind of missed a lot of that. Yeah, so Skeleton Crew is. But there's kids. Um, oh, it, oh, oh no. It says it's inspired by 80s family films, mostly, oh, specifically so- ones created by Steven Spielberg. So- there's gonna be a group that hates it <laughs> oh absolutely um nothing, also star wars is not made for kids what are you talking about also bless these child actors i will defend them with my life and uh the show i believe is being yeah uh, just, um it's being created by john watts who directed the whole mcu spider-man trilogy oh. um and um i think that's mostly what we know about it i think um they confirmed that jude law's character is a jedi um i don't know when this is taking place i don't know either i have heard it might be sequel trilogy era yeah probably or after i feel like it was supposed to be in that same era as like squadrons which i think took place was supposed to take place after squadrons mostly led up to episode seven did it lead up oh yeah i heard different that's my bad i could be wrong about that um so before we get to the trailers, which is what everyone's waiting uh-huh. on, um, I don't have the trailer for this, so I'm going to talk about it um, because Disney has been wiping it from the internet. <laughs> so Bad Batch has been um, re- has was confirmed renewed for season three and final season. Yes, that's the best news. For- <laughs> and I just I hate Bad Batch. I just. We talked about how much we hated that season two was so drawn out. Mm-hmm. So the fact that season three is the ending. I wish they had. I wonder if they knew season three was going to be the ending while they were making season two. I don't. Maybe. Doesn't feel like it. Um, confirmed for next year as well, but no like specific time. Uh huh. Um, however, there have been. Here's some of the things that people tweeted, um, because they showed it at celebration, but it's nowhere on the internet. They scrubbed it. Uh huh. Um, so I don't care if you if you care about spoilers, I'll tell you. Uh, or if you don't care about spoilers, I will hide it. It's up to you. I'll leave it up to you. Um, Palpatine shows up. Okay. Apparently he visits Mount Tantus. What's that, Mount Tantus? The mountain where all the clones are at. Ah, it's the clone farm. <laughs> okay. Uh, Wolf is supposed to make his debut. Okay, cool. Supposedly Fennec Shand will come back. Okay, nice. And supposedly we will see Cody again. All right. Sounds good. That's really all I got. Um, I think the other thing before we get into trailers, I guess I could send this to you because it's fun. But so Return of the Jedi's 40th anniversary is this year and it will be released mm-hmm. in theaters for about a couple of days on the 28th. They released a vintage trailer. 
Oh, nice. Do you want to watch it? Um, I think we have enough to watch okay. for today. <laughs> so with that, the way they ended it was with the Revenge of the Jedi title card. Oh, nice. So that was that was a fun little tidbit. Cause yeah, because that was the, the original title yes. of the movie. Um, so anyways, I think we should do Visions. Okay, so yeah. So Star Wars Visions was a collection of anime shorts on Disney+. Plus. Every short was vaguely set in the Star Wars universe, nowhere near canonical. It's almost like a what if, but it's just yeah. more. Uh, what's yeah. it's not it's not it's not canon, but it's uh, oh, other world or legends or yeah, it was almost kind of like legends. I, it was fun. Yeah, no, incredibly well made. Like none of it. The Village Bride is the best episode, and I'll die on that <laughs> hill. It takes place in all sorts of different animation styles, and it might like seem like it's set in Star Wars. It might be like. Star Wars, if it were blank, like more samurai inspired mm -hmm. or more anime or more this direction or that direction. So pretty much it's just like Star Wars, but it's anime, but also all the different kinds of anime. Mm -hmm. And it was tons of fun. We really enjoyed it. I think this is coming out soon. It's on May 4th, I think. Is it May 4th? Yeah. Like, okay, so like last year or two years so ago? So this is a um, a trailer for season two. Uh, season two. And we're going to play it right now. Is that Bane? That is what I thought. But so I we're seeing a Sith um, who looks like the very famous Sith from the Old Republic named uh, Darth Bane. I was born in the Sith side. <laughs> <laughs> we got a woman with a yellow lightsaber that's like a little curved, more like a real sword. Uh, there's a stop motion one. I know that one's made by Ardman, who made uh, Walt and Gromit. There's all sorts of different styles. There's 3D, there's like hand drawn, there's Clone Wars style. There's like very simple 2D animation, there's very more detailed 3D anim or 2D animation. That was like very fabric y stop motion. Then there's also different kinds of stop motion as well. Kubo. Yeah, there's there's like 3D printed stop motion. That's very very cool. uh uh Taika or uh, Leica Studios. Yeah, that looks phenomenal. Yeah, this looks super fun. The cheese, Gromit, the cheese. <laughs> uh, we got all sorts of different stuff going on. And ultimately, Visioned is much less about story, obviously, and more just about experience. Mm -hmm. Oh, does this... Oh, wow. So the woman with the yellow lightsaber reveals that it's double-bladed, and her second blade is red. Mm, she stole someone's kyber crystal. Yeah. Uh, that looks good. That's so good. All for it. Yeah, I mean, and that... I mean, that ultimately um, encapsulates everything I was just talking about a minute ago about diversity of style in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. Like, that is that. Because this has nothing to do with canon, nothing to do with an overarching narrative. Just like, what cool stories can we tell in Star Wars that you would never tell otherwise? Mm -hmm. And I think that is a brilliant concept. I forgot some other news that I forgot to say. Go for it. Um, so Dave Filoni announces his second season of Tales of the Jedi. Yes. He quoted, Tales of the Jedi was so fun the first time I decided to do some more, <laughs> which is one of the most George Lucas quotes I've ever <laughs> um, heard of. So that was fun. Um, 
Oh, what? So Tales of the Jedi was, was a mini series of Clone Wars style animations that that ultimately what it did is it told some stories of Dooku and young Qui-Gon and also Ahsoka yes. and it was pretty much establishing it was filling in little gaps mm-hmm. uh, before episode one like kind of during episode one it showed an interaction of Qui-Gon and Dooku on Coruscant that would have been taking place like concurrent with episode one um, and then we saw some some more um, Anakin training Ahsoka and then we saw some more stuff at post episode three Ahsoka mm-hmm. and effectively what it did is it established the lineage of Dooku to Ahsoka. It's, mm-hmm. of it's Dooku with Qui-Gon, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan, Anakin, Anakin, Ahsoka. Ahsoka. And it kind of established how Dooku's mistrust of the Jedi led him in one direction mm-hmm. and uh, Ahsoka's, Ahsoka's mistrust, mistrust of the Jedi, Jedi led her in a different direction and how there was a, there's the a duality thread of there. man. There's a really interesting thread there that they, they tied up. Um, and that was, that was, not exceptional in my opinion, but it was it did contribute some I wanted interesting to see details. more Dooku, really. Sure. Um yeah. and this is also not really too much of a meme, but it's something we've talked about quite a lot. So sorry, I didn't really organize I thought I had my notes more organized. New black series figures. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I will make it very brief because there are some very interesting ones. As we all know, I have talked multiple times. Will Hasbro be, be releasing the Bad Batch season two figures in their new armor? They will. And I just pre ordered Omega yesterday. I will be pre ordering the rest of the Bad Batch when they come out <laughs> in May, um, which is super exciting. Uh, so they released Cad Bane. Um, they also, for the 40th anniversary, they are releasing a, uh, well, first of all, uh, Vader from Return of the Jedi. Nice. Um, the Emperor's Royal Guard. Nice. Force Ghosts with Anakin, oh, Obi-Wan, uh, uh, Alec McGinnis, Obi-Wan, and Yoda. Um, Jedi Knight, Luke Skywalker, which I would actually really like to pick up. And then all our Bad Batches. Omega looks fantastic yeah i just pre-ordered I think it's her yesterday. probably easier to translate cartoon characters it toys. really is because it's i don't know what it is but they do hunt her so dirty in each moment <laughs> let's take a look it's the hair that they, they've like sco- they've like slicked his oh, hair yeah. down so bad that it's yeah. just not as voluminous as it is <laughs> in the animation um but i will be buying them um clone commando the commandos look really cheap now what oh clone commandos the clone commandos in all the black series look so cheap i don't know what it is it is lack detail yeah that's what it's like i don't they're not bulky like they are in the clone wars yes i think that's what it is it's like they've shrunk them down to fit the mold and i'm like those are some beefy dudes in the in the show i think that's what it is Mm -hmm. because i've there's other commandos that you can collect from like the gaming great series and i'm like Mm. i want to pick them up but then i see them in prison i'm like these men are skinny (laughs) um anyways there's indiana jones stuff but that's not what this podcast is about so that is actually all of my trailer stuff nice um well that's all your news stuff but now we're gonna get back into the trailers and and now we're gonna watch the bootlegged oh well first let's we're going in order of of importance i think uh, going backwards true so we've got a new the final gameplay trailer for jedi survivor which also comes out on april 28th this is much more for rachel than me so this is the the video game sequel to jedi uh fallen order fallen order yeah
So did you could you have a double bladed one in the first game? Yeah, but not to like the very end. I see. So there's like a dinosaur thing eating some. This is a very Jurassic Park esque scene. Bitty one. Could you run on? I assume you could run on yes. walls like that. So you call out if you see any new gameplay stuff. <laughs> so he just like launched a guy into a Tie Fighter. Oh. We're seeing a lot of Coruscant. I saw the other day that they confirmed that you do get to play on Coruscant. I hate Marin's haircut. Rancor. Oh no, I'm so bad at the combat. <laughs> um, did you get to ride vehicles in the first one? Like, like. Uh, there's a short time where you pilot an ATAT. So there's no like, uh, uh, I'm trying, uh, speeder bikes in the first one. No, not that I remember. Yeah, so that's, that seems to be a new element of gameplay. Droidicas. Wow, that that's definitely a uh, Trade Federation ship that you're on inside there. So there seems to be a lot of Force users here. And that guy looks... Well, Marin is a Dathomir witch. Oh, uh, okay. But we see that old Republic-looking guy mm -hmm. who we see in the previous trailer where he's like, how did you let this happen? Well, that, was that the same guy or was that a different guy? I thought it was the same guy. I think this guy is a different guy. Keep going back a little bit more. A little bit more. No, 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 no. right there, right there. Right. Okay, leave it, leave it here. This guy. Yeah. Uh, maybe it I, is a little bit different. I thought the other guy had like a beard. It was like older. Maybe, huh? And then there's... So this is at a minute 29. This very gray-looking dude. But then there's also a... Let's see. You can ride this uh, two-legged creature here. This guy. Like, who is this guy? He's got a double-bladed hmm. blue lightsaber. There's all sorts of different guys it looks like you get to fight in this All one. sorts of different guys All in sorts this of game. different guys. That's what but, Star Wars is, ultimately. But so the funny thing about this is so they have upped the customization because a, yeah. a lot of things in the last game you could like kind of change his poncho mm -hmm. and dude had like 10 different ponchos. Um, you could customize <laughs> the lightsaber at the very end, which is a little bit bummer. You can do that from the start. You can customize his hair. You can get... There's a mullet. <laughs> mullet cow can be canon. <laughs> it's hysterical. But that is such a... I don't know about fun. Interesting scene where they're on the speeder bike and Cal launches that scout trooper into uh -huh. the face of a TIE fighter. Just throws him up and the TIE fighter hits him. That's pretty cool. Hopefully that's some an actual gameplay mechanic and not like a... Uh, like a cutscene? A cutscene and or like a quick time event. No, no, not the quick time. Okay, it looks like a fun game. looks really solid. So here we've got a, uh, a fan recorded. A bootlegged Andor season two trailer, which is next fall, I believe. I think next I, August. I heard August. Yeah. Okay. So Imagine we've got. Imagine if it's not. And I just, I didn't even watch this. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> if this is fake. So they're doing very something very similar to the trailer for the first one. Where they show the backs of a bunch of characters. kind of hard to make out exactly what's going on in a lot of these scenes the detail's so low well 
<laughs> They're also trying not to get caught filming this. Yeah. There's a lot of romance going on. A lot of, a lot of people holding each other gingerly. Oh, someone's on fire now. Shut it down! So what I heard is the the show is going to jump years. It is. Throughout the season, which I think is, is really... So it's going to move a lot faster than the first it's season. It's going to do a couple... It's going to do like an arc and then a couple years and then an arc. And from what Diego Luna said, I think this is where we really see Cassian Andor become the spy that he is by the time Rogue One is. Supposedly, and I don't know how, how true this is, it will lead into Rogue One. Sounds great to me. Uh, so, So anyways... Okay, so now we're at the the crown jewel. I did not. I did. I did not watch it, Cameron. I know some of so things that happened, but I did this not is a watch trailer it. for the Ahsoka series. I feel like we need to watch it in silence. Ahsoka was. It is Rebels season five. <laughs> Ahsoka was introduced in the Clone Wars as Anakin's pad one, um, and then became a prominent character in Rebels, um, and then Rebels ended with a pretty big cliffhanger. Um, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna quickly spoil Ahsoka, or sorry, <laughs> Rebels season four spoilers. I, I'm gonna quickly spoil it. It's like so, Rebels ends with the, the main crew deciding to mostly most of them are defend de decide to defend their the planet of Lothal from the Empire, um, and that's where they are throughout the three original movies. But what happens before that season. at the end of the season was, uh. The main character of the show, a young Jedi named Ezra, Bridger, um, decided to sacrifice himself and defeat the main villain of the series, Grand Admiral Thrawn, um, by calling forth a bunch of Force uh, whales. Which, if you've listened to our previous podcast, we see in the second episode of Mandalorian mm -hmm. in the hyperspace because they can travel hyperspace. Mm -hmm. The deep Star Wars lore. Excuse me. And is that Purgle is what inspired the hyperspace travel in general. Yeah. Purgle being the term of the space whales. Yes, this is the space whales. And so these space whales like grab on to the Star Destroyer that uh, Ezra and Thrawn are in. Thrawn being a very popular character because he was the big villain of the books that take place after episode six. Mm -hmm. There's a famous book series called Air of the Empire where he is the so he is pretty much the biggest villain of Star Wars outside of the movies. In a newer canon, if I remember correctly and I could be wrong, I haven't read these books in newer canon, he worked alongside Anakin Skywalker in the Clone Wars. Oh, interesting. And so he is a but as of what we know from Rebels, he's just a very high-ranking imperial officer and he's strategist. Too good, too good at his job. And so they just he's has to be taken out, and so Ezra sacrifices himself, and they disappear, um, out into space, presumably dead because they've just they're in a ship that's been launched into hyperspace. But um, the show ends with our characters deciding to defend Lothal, and then Ahsoka shows up mysteriously. Uh, so they defend Lothal, they successfully defend Lothal. Mm -hmm. um, they drive back the Empire, and then it skips to after Return of the Jedi, correct? Where Ahsoka shows up and sees Sabine. And she's and mm -hmm. it it ends ominously, and we, everyone calls her Ahsoka the White because she returns like Gandalf in a white cloak. And then the next time we see Ahsoka is in the Mandalorian season two as the Jedi, the first Jedi that they find looking for to reunite with, reunite with Grogu. Mm -hmm. And we learn from that episode that she's Ahsoka looking is for looking Thrawn. for Thrawn. So, and in some new information that's come out in this episode of Mandalorian that came out just we, today, we, we'll get to it. There that's is spoilers. They're starting to 
to give more information about there are some people who think Thrawn is alive. Yes. Um, and he is seen as like the savior of the of the Empire Remnant. Because he, to put him like at a level, if you haven't seen Rebels, so Thrawn was working on a TIE fighter project, a tri-fighter, if you could say, like a, a new and improved TIE <laughs> fighter project that would have like supposedly changed the way the fleet worked, the Imperial Navy fleet worked. His project was up against Orson Krennic's Stardust, which is mm. the Death Star. So that if that can kind of give you an idea of where they were in terms of levels in the Empire, mm-hmm. where like th- this isn't like a typical Imperial commander. Like yeah, this he is, wears they, white. <laughs> this is where they are at. He is going kind of toe to toe, trying to get funding yes. for his project. So he's a pretty important dude. And overall, just a very uh, analytical guy by Lars Mickelson. Very good at predicting people's actions. He's very cool and calculated. He's not your mustache, mustache twirling villain. He pretty much sees that there needs to be control in mm-hmm. the universe. It needs to be order, and he believes the Empire is that way. Mm-hmm. And so he just he respects his enemies and and tries to understand them. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a famous quote from Rebels of. <laughs> Uh, he would collect the art of his enemies and <laughs> he says to one of his lo- underlings I, I remember that some people don't respect art the same way I do or something like that so, yeah so he, that's, he almost had it so that's the context for this I, new Ahsoka show General Price and mm-hmm. Agent Callus I now, think and some other lackey that's there we're gonna let this trailer play yep. now for the live action Ahsoka TV show and we're just gonna absorb something's coming This is a new beginning. For some, war. For others, a new tower. It's been a while. Things have changed. Started hearing whispers about Duran's return as heir to the Empire. We have to prepare for the worst. The Jedi fell a long time ago. Rachel seems very happy right this now. This is my Spider-Man No Way Home. <laughs> so there's a lot going on here. Um, it starts off with... that's a- almost That feels like almost a shot, very similar shot to when we see Ahsoka at the end of Rebels. Yes, let's go through it in order here. Um, so it starts off with this really cool uh, element of Ahsoka throws both of her lightsabers into the ground 
and then uses the force to twirl them around to cut a hole in this uh most logical jedi move <laughs> in this uh these ruins um which is just a just a baller move i think and she falls down on the the piece that she's cut out and um a red lucasfilm nice logo red lucasfilm logo and then we cut to sabine, sabine her hair's so long so sabine was the mandalorian of the crew in the Re in rebels um and, and she wielded the dark saber for a short mm -hmm. time before she gave it to Bo, who then lost it <laughs> and um she has so it's just we're just getting to finally see these animated the characters in live crew. action which is just really fun um live action loath cat i will be buying that merch well, so, okay, so we see loath cats in Mandalorian as well. Are these oh, like true. baby loath cats? I don't know. Because it looks different. It's fluffy. That's what it is. It's definitely smaller than loath cats you see in Mando. I mean, it could be. They probably have kittens. So then we see Ahsoka fighting some what seem to be droids, um, but they could be people in armor. That's 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 the shuttle from the ghost ship. So the ghost is the ship that the Rebels crew flies around in, and they have a smaller ship that detaches i think mm -hmm. it's called like the specter or something, something. Like that, yeah. and it cuts to the interior and we see general Sindula, who was the pilot of the ghost do you know who that is um it's ewan mcgregor's wife yes she um i can't, I can't remember her name that's sound that's terrible she's, uh, not, she's totally not just blanking. his wife she but I played just, I uh in scott pilgrim she is uh ramona flowers oh that's she why I is didn't her. in um She's in Sky High. She was like the villain of the movie. She uh, <laughs> she was in Birds of Prey as the Huntress. Wow. And her name is Elizabeth Winstead. Elizabeth yes. something Winstead. Um, and you know she's not the first person I would have chosen as as uh, Sindula. Uh, what's her first name? Hera. Hera, Hera Sindula. But. Um, but she's an excellent, excellent actress. I love her a lot. She is really good at playing lots of different kinds of characters. She, oh, of course. Probably her best performance to date is Tin Cloverfield Lane. Oh, uh, she's yeah. phenomenal in that. She's also the main character in The Thing prequel. Yes. She's been a lot of sci-fi, a lot of fantasy stuff. She's definitely um, a good pull here, and I think she'll be really good. Um, so we see her f flying the her Spectre. And then it cuts <laughs> the exterior of the ship, and the, the crew's... Uh, Astro mech droid, uh, very similar to R2-D2, but definitely a different design is Chopper. The Very close to the original design of R2-D2. Mm -hmm. A lot boxier. Um, he has like our, a... Our war criminal? Yes, he's he is a murderer. He Chopper, kills people. Chopper has a kill count of over 55,000. He's like the <laughs> third ranked kill count. I think R2-D2 is the only one that's above him, and he only gets that because he took out the Death Star. <laughs> and then it cuts to a character that I don't know who this is, but this guy this is, is scary. This is he is um, a white bearded man in dark outfit who later we see with a red lightsaber. Orange. Are you sure? Yeah. Dave said it was orange. Oh, cool. Um, his name is the the Balin uh, Skrull. Skull. Balin Skull, who has never he's a new character mm -hmm. played by Ray Stevenson, who's been in a lot of different stuff. He is one of the Warriors three in the in the Thor movies. You and, said Warriors, and I was like, like, Warrior Cats? Yeah, or is it Warriors 4? No, it's, it's it's Warriors 3. And he is also, um, he played Punisher in Punisher Warzone. Wait, he voiced Gar Saxon in Season 3 of Star oh, Wars Rebels. Well, there you go. That's and cool. in the revival of Star Wars The Clone Wars. That's really interesting. 
Um, so this guy, he's a big it's guy. Saxon. He's very scary looking. He's very serious. And he, this is good. I'm assuming this guy's the villain. We see him later fighting Ahsoka. Don't know who this character is. I assume uh, she has a similar color lightsaber to him. She could be. I did see. This was one thing that got someone posted a screenshot. Because apparently I think some people were like, is this Omega? I really doubt it. No. But, you can't um, just look at someone who <laughs> had the same hair color. But so we have another young lady with similar armor to the first guy. They um, look like Inquisitors. Yeah. And she also has an orange lightsaber. She's got white hair. Um, and I'm assuming she's his like Padawan or something. And then we have effectively what is a recreation of the final sequence from Rebels with Ahsoka showing up on Lothal to meet Sabine. With the hammerhead Corvette. And I, I think it's really cool that this is the presumption here is that, there's, that Ahsoka literally picks up where Rebels dropped off, which is perfect. Ooh, I'm so which excited. Is so perfect. This is, this, is, this is my Infinity War. <laughs> this is my homecoming. And then... So then we get a uh, hologram meeting. And right dead in center is our, our everyone's new favorite. Genevieve Mom. O'Reilly. <laughs> Mon Moth. Mom Mothma. Mom Mothma. Mothma. Everyone's mommy. Kill- um, oh. <laughs> Um, most right. this this particular actress plays this character most predominantly in Andor, Andor, but she also played her in deleted scenes from Episode Three. She played her in Rogue One, and the character originally appeared in Episode Six. And many um, Bothans died to bring us this. Mission. I don't recognize any of these other five people in this I meeting don't either. But it's cool to see Mon Mothma here, and that that actress is so wonderful in the part. So good. Then we get a, a reference to Thrawn in the back. Of the a back of Thrawn, uh, we get a man who appears to have blue ears, um, and is in his particular white that's, outfit. I mean, that's we already know Lars Mikkelsen has been cast as Thrawn. Yes, so the voice actor of Thrawn from the show is playing Thrawn, Thrawn. In, in in Ahsoka, which is which is very cool. The more often they can get the original voice actor to play the live action character, the more excited I am. No idea who this character is. Um, I'm excited to have. So a lot. this shot, honestly, this, for me, what does this look like, Cameron? Oh, I know exactly what it looks like. This particular shot right here is probably one of the most exciting elements of this trailer for me. So we see Ahsoka stomping up to this this big rad dude Balin here, and they are very clearly in. Now, I don't know the term for it, the but world, it's introduced in Rebels. It's the world between worlds. Yes, this is how Ahsoka survived her fight with Vader in Rebels. Was that um, on the Jedi Temple in on Lothal? Ezra was able to get um, access to the world between worlds, which was effectively this like blank space with portals to different time periods. It's, like, it's just like pure force. And she, uh, Ezra was able to pull Ahsoka out of that point of time where she was about to be killed by Darth Vader mm-hmm. into the, what was then the present. And this is very clearly where this fight is taking place. And I also think, I just want to say this because, uh, so the world between world i will say with the war of the worlds i was gonna say every single time the world between worlds is not them retconning the sequels correct we i have seen people talk about that and they're like they could they could retcon it but if you watch the scene with the world between worlds between ezra and ahsoka ezra's like i just saved i just saved you I can save Kanan. Uh, (laughs) I can save Kanan. And there's this whole conversation of you can't change the past. And Ahsoka has some kind of plot armor. Uh But we see this. (laughs) AKA being Dave Filoni's favorite character. We see this from her her little bird companion. 
that owl companion that falls yeah, around that, which is yeah. the sister from the mortis arc and if you don't know there's like this kind of trinity of deities of the father the son and the sister the sister the is force. the light side of, yes for the force the light the sister is the light side the son is the dark side and, this, and the, the father is what keeps him in balance so in the mortis arc we see that yeah so so explanatory but so i think it's important to say that while we're going to see the world between worlds this isn't going to be a retcon of the sequels because as we've seen with bad batch and mandalorian it's all building up to it anyways but nonetheless it is going to be so exciting to see that in um live action i totally agree so then we see uh the Balin. man, Balin, again, going down a hallway, doing a very similar thing to that Darth Vader does in Rogue One, of just yes. grabbing a guy and holding him up. We then... We see our boy! Our precious baby boy! Sabine is looking at a hologram of Ezra, who presumably the show will be very focused around finding out where he is the, as well. We're going to get a Force Awakens, but with Ezra, <laughs> where he shows up <laughs> in the last five minutes and says nothing. Uh-huh. Then we get uh, Ahsoka fighting what would appear to be Inquisitor because it's a double-sided red lightsaber with the sphere, uh, the uh, circular handle. I believe you mean the helicopter blade. Uh-huh. Cameron, we could see live-action helicopter blades. And then Ezra, uh, or Ahsoka does a, uh, a hero landing. So I have no idea what this is. You got okay. excited about this, but I don't know. Who this, he shows this up robot. in Clone Wars. He is the one that teaches younglings. He went ah, with the younglings to Ilum. And if I didn't hear it correctly... David Tennant voices him in the Clone Wars. Oh. This droid, like, this droid is like thousands of years old, I think. Nice. He's been teaching younglings since like ever. So if that is the same droid, and it could be someone different, but if it's the same one, he survived Order 66, which is pretty impressive. <laughs> Very true. And um, one last thing I wanted to address. There's an interesting piece of dialogue in here. The Jedi fell a long time ago. I'm reading the captions. Uh, there aren't many left. And is that just where it ends? Oh, so she, Ahsoka says that. And then the droid says, perhaps it's time to begin again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, and then, yeah, perhaps it is time to begin again. Observation. Do you know who I didn't see in that trailer? Who did you not see? Well, we didn't see Zeb, which is interesting. I mean, yeah. I'm sure he'll show up. We didn't see my favorite, but that's fine. Jason is not in there. Hera and Kanan's son. (laughs) So here's my thing. Where is he? He that character needs some live action redemption because he looks really (laughs) not good in the yeah in the finale. Yeah, he's a Um, uh, because Hera is a Twi'lek. Yeah, and Kanan is a human. So they have a mutant baby who has got green hair, mostly human, and green eyes, but human skin and he just looks terrifying at the end of rebels he's, he briefly appears at the final episode of rebels and yeah i i um wouldn't be surprised if um chopper killed him in his sleep <laughs> no that would be a scene if i ever had it. yeah <laughs> um but so that makes me worried did he go train with luke ah! I refuse to th- I, re- I refuse i will be so mad if that's what happens to him much like how the empire kept sending characters off to uh a farm uh the characters they didn't like the uh new republic can just send we can just theoretically send any characters we don't like off to train with luke and then get killed by kylo that's why they had to give grogu back because everyone was like wait (laughs) wait (laughs) all right and that that seems to be the conclusion of our star wars celebration recap Ah! so 
like I said, Ahsoka, it's coming out in August. Ahsoka is my Marvel's Endgame. My No Way Home. <laughs> this is my... I will be annoying and I will not apologize. <laughs> okay, um, we are an hour into this recording. We gotta have, talk about Mando. I have one more thing. It's too, too very quickly because I okay. forgot to say it last... Um, I can't remember her first name either. I'm really bad at this. Peter Mayhew, who played the original Chewbacca, Chewbacca. his wife passed away two weeks ago. Rip. It's Star Wars related. <laughs> um, also, my coworker likes to throw shade at Rebels because I get so up in arms uh -huh. about it. And he made a really funny comment. I don't remember what it was, but he goes, he made some comment. And he goes, oh, sorry, I'm I'm insulting your culture. <laughs> <laughs> That, that was it. That's all I had. But so anyways, an amazing week. The Star Wars fans are eating good. <laughs> okay, so now we are on to The Mandalorian. Chapter 23. So next week is the finale. Crazy that we are already here. We are already going to be through our first... Uh, I somehow ended up on the Hy-Vee webpage. I don't know how that <laughs> happened. Uh, Mandalorian. Now all of the podcast fans know where we live. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> Okay, chapter 23. Despise. Uh, this is season three, episode seven. And um, it is directed by Rick Fumiyama. Famuyu, Famuyima. 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 We apologize to our friend Rick. He's a good director. We like him. Sorry our friend we can't pronounce your name. Thanks, Rick, for sponsoring our podcast tonight. Um, so going to go quick through this recap, and then I'm just going to quickly recap it, and then you can give your notes. Um, I just, look, we, we're an hour into this. We've been recording for a long time. I want you to be able to give your notes okay. unadulterated. So I'm just going to quickly <laughs> recap the episode, okay. and then I just want to hear your thoughts. Um, I know you probably have a lot of things to say. Uh. We get an introduction. We f we finally see that um, Moff Gideon is still alive, and he meets with uh, a hologram council, as he refers to it, the Shadow Council. And we see Elia Kane. <laughs> yeah, so it starts with Elia Kane, um, the the supposedly reformed Imperial meeting in the depths of Coruscant with a droid, a uh, Imperial droid, and she talks to Moff Gideon. Moff Gideon goes off and reports to these uh, this shadow council of imperial former imperial officers um that he needs an army he needs reinforcements in order to take out the mandalorians we cut to the title we cut to the mandalorians meeting all everyone meeting each other on i always forget the name of this planet navarro navarro the it's the way and the children of the watch they form an uneasy Those alliance are the same thing the way and the watch yeah the children of the watch follow the way then who are the blue i think they're just normal they're not like night watch or death watch or I anything like they might be former death or watch, night owls they're, no they're not night owls huh okay anyways we've the got non the we've got the, all the blue armored people who are the mercenaries and we have the way um and they form an uneasy alliance to go to mandalore and reclaim it they get there they meet some like wind pirates or like who are like former night owls um and then they do some stuff they like fight they just like they're they, trying they to find do some the stuff. forge they find the forge so that they can bring everyone back home <laughs> uh they find the forge and some uh some stormtroopers show up um stormtroopers with best car armor 
and they lead the Mandalorians into a trap, and this trap results in the capture of Din Djarin. And I forgot that happened. <laughs> oh crap! And um, the uh, the death of Paz Vizsla. He has joined his family as the post Vizslas, <laughs> and um, oh. is a really great death. And um, he is defeated by the same guard who defended Snoke, or the same style of guard who defends Snoke in episode se- uh, episode eight. Um, and we also get to see the reveal of um, Moff Gideon in his own Beskar armor. That's pretty sick as well. That's sick armor, I'm not going to lie. And so it concludes with the Mandalorians, a small group of the surviving Mandalorians trying to escape back to their fleet. Um, so that's the, the broad strokes of the episode. Um, what what notes do you have, Rachel? So this is so weird. So there's some club music at the beginning that we hear, and I could recognize it. <laughs> it's so funny. We normally go up by piece by piece, so to start off with a small detail would be really funny. But for me to like end with the episode ends with Paz dying, but so, Din is captured. Uh, so there's some club music. So at anyways, the, beginning. the diegetic club music at the beginning sounded very similar to me, and I think I finally placed it. I'd love to see some side by side, but. It sounds. Can we like, find it on the uh, on the uh, Andor soundtrack? Uh, yeah. So if you, so I know what it's called. It's the it's the first one. It's not volume three. It's volume one. It's called Niamos. So scroll down. Scroll down. Scroll down. Scroll, scroll volume scroll. one. It is. It's that one. This one right here. Yep. Okay. Then I'm and gonna so, find the episode. You keep talking. I'm gonna find it. So there's on like Disney a bit. Plus. It's not. I don't know if it's exactly, but it's when the beat drops in Niamos. I was kind of. I listen to the Andor soundtrack a lot. It is perfect um it sounded just a little bit very similar to it um so karen's gonna pull it up but i was i was sitting was like why where does this where where do i recognize this so um Uh, so you can go ahead to your next note we'll come back to it once i find it so we see moff gideon you know the thing that we've kind of been leading up to this whole time Mm -hmm. and so you know uh with your comment about the Beskar armor, we now know it wasn't a Mandalorian framing. Correct. Or maybe it was, but I don't know. But they have the man they have the Beskar armor anyway. Well, it was not Mandalorians yes. who broke out uh Goff- Moff Gideon. Goff Midian. <laughs> <laughs> it's Moff Gideon and his sidekick, Goth Midian. <laughs> <laughs> um so um Okay, I'm gonna put on the sound. Yes. So you you're gonna have to scroll like Oh, what? this is the. Uh, it didn't give me. It didn't give me the option to scroll. skip the recap. Okay, 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 go right here. Yeah. Maybe a little earlier. Okay. It's just. It's just a little bit. And so here is the track from. Uh, which one was it? It's it's Niamos. Um. And here's a track from, Andor. Just just wait. Skip a little bit. Oh, yeah. Okay, and then back to uh, the Mandalorian. Yeah, good cat. I don't think it's exact. No, but it's very But it could be one of those things where Star Wars is very much... Yeah, that's that's fun. Good catch. The only crime of Niamos is that it's not longer. Um, <laughs> A minute forty-one. So yeah. So anyway, it's it's fun. 
Um, I don't. It's not exact. And someone, when it comes out, we can. I'll, I'll probably listen to it side by side. But it's a little similar, so it could be the same band. Um, but so, Mafkidi meets the Shadow Council, where we get a lot of interesting name drops. Where we get yes. first of all, Admiral Pel- uh, Pelion. He's he is. I don't know if we ever see him in Rebels, but Thrawn contacts him. Interesting. Wow. So I don't. I don't know if he's ever actually. You like, just know that off the top of your head. I saw it on TikTok. Okay. I'm not gonna lie. I was pissed. <laughs> this is kind of what. This is one of the things that. If you're gonna post things on the day of, mark it as spoilers. Looks like he's a book character. The top comment on Reddit says, "Whoever they cast as Captain Paleon is spot on." What I expect him to look like based off the yes, books. Yes, and I think he just gets a name drop in Rebels, very similar to um, Orson Krennic. But so then we get some other interesting name drops. We get Thrawn. So they're plotting. They're trying to figure out is Thrawn alive? Um, as we see, you know, this is very much heir to the Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a Brendel Hux. Father of, of everyone's Ar- Weasley man. Armistead Hux. Um, so that was kind of interesting. So it runs in the family. Um, yeah, I was funny. They, I feel like you didn't really know. They mentioned his name, but I didn't realize he was in the room until he started talking off camera. Mm-hmm. That actor was doing a spot on impersonation He's of the actor who plays his son, <laughs> Domhnall Gleeson. Um, who plays General Hux in the sequel trilogy. Casting call. You don't have to look like him, but can you do a good impression? Uh, <laughs> can you be a foppish British man? Um, there was a quote that I found was funny. Um, where I can't remember who says, our hope depends on the secrecy of his return. So they're like, we have to keep it quiet. And I was like, very bold words if Ezra Bridger is involved. Say that one more time. Sorry, so one of the Imperials says, our hope our hope depends on the secrecy of his return thrones they're mm-hmm. like we need to keep this quiet that that is a very bold phrase to say if ezra bridger is anywhere <laughs> close to that because he cannot keep a secret to save his life very blabbermouth <laughs> and we love him for i just thought that was funny because you know i just think thrawn and ezra bridger having to hang out for how many years is probably taking a toll on both of them <laughs> Um, here's my other thought. Can you imagine if they pulled Jack Black again for this episode? <laughs> As one of the Imperial. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. That would have been so good. I would have been here for it. That would have been so funny. Um, I don't have. So, yeah. So then the Mandalorian ship shows up and on the bottom of it, they have a giant Mythosaur, Mythosaur. logo painted. And you later commented, who did they get to paint that? And there was a pause and you went. Sabine (laughs) which is hilarious because Sabine is the Mandalorian from Rebels and she is a tag spray paint artist um so we they go back to Navarro um and so we get a little bit of an IG reveal only to find out it is legs for Grogu yes Oh, so an Enzelin comes in piloting yes. IG's body, and they're not calling it IG twelve because it was formerly IG eleven. And I just said the Enzelins going to take over the universe, <laughs> but he willingly gives up because clearly the Enzelins are too chill to want to rule the universe. So he gives this new mech body to Grogu, and also gives that gives Grogu a wide berth as he sprints past him. <laughs> no squeezy, bad baby. Bad no baby, no squeezy. <laughs> Um, so I thought, uh, so Grogu operating the IG unit has the same vibes as BB-8 operating that chicken walker in The Last Jedi. (laughs) But with one small addition, 
He can make IG say one of two words. Yes, yes or no. no. Oh my gosh. Comedy. I feel like I could feel all the Star Wars dude bros losing their crap at this moment because Star Wars has gotten too fun, too silly. It's too child because they're already complaining that Grogu is too much of a cash grab. This is adorable. This is funny. That's what the Ewoks were. Like, I don't honestly need Grogu to be plot centric. I just want him to be there and he be was like relevant. And now he but now but, but now, now he's not, he's not yeah. now he's just there and i love that he's just goofing around i he think is. it's great he's a child he he washed out of training camp with luke because luke's too serious and too much of a drag and he's like no i want to go have fun with my <laughs> papa i'm gonna pilot this droid i'm gonna squish some melee runs L luke my dad's connections killed everyone versus <laughs> grogu i want my daddy um <laughs> We so, all can agree that we hate our father. Not me. I love my dad. <laughs> oh, no. I get it. You all, you all grew up without fathers. Not me. Um, so uh, we get to see the interactions between the uh, the watch and the regular Mandalorians, and things are tense. But one thing I noticed, so they're like, we're going to have a feast. And I was definitely thinking, what food do they have? And they show they are roasting two of those bird dragon things over the fire that they got a couple episodes ago. Yes. That is what they're Good spinning. catch. Oh my gosh, such a good catch. Because I noticed that they were cooking something big, but it didn't really phase me until you pointed it out. Also, real fast, so I, I, I just Google searched Mandalorian the Watch, and you are right that the way is also the children of the watch. Do but it brings way. up the Death Watch logo, and I, I noticed this logo... Um, was on, was one, on one of, of their shoulders. Yes, one of the normal Mandalorians. So I think it confirms that this this ragtag group of Mandalorians yeah. with the blue armor are just random Mandalorians. There are a lot of different uh, subsets. So they could be from any tribe or or whatever. So they go to Mandalore, uh, and they encounter a ship with wheels and skis, which and is a, very like a sail. Yeah, and it's the night owls, which I haven't really heard of before, um, but it's the mandalorians that were able to survive um and they're not doing too hot um and i think before that uh Bo gave like a stirring speech oh to yes like, like actually i think she might give it later no Who? she was she calling for volunteers yes that was on navarro but later she gives a speech um on there when i think at some point she gives a speech i can't remember exactly when it is on how but, she lost the dark saber well just saying mandalorians we have never been defeated we only defeat oh. ourselves because of infighting. Uh, but I wanted to bring that up simply because there's a comment here on Reddit that says Bo's speech would have been better received if she was had the talking stick, <laughs> aka the talking hammer from last episode. Wait, I would. Wouldn't the dark saber be the ultimate talking stick? <laughs> One would think, but no. Um, I'm surprised she didn't flex it for everyone. But I guess they all know. I'm. Some, I mean, the watch. She didn't, I don't know. Anyways, um, so we see. We kind of get to see how Bo lost the Darksaber to Moff Gideon. And she gave it up in an exchange for the survival of her people. And then Moff Gideon pulled an Uno reverse and was like, no, JK. All um, right. We got to take a step back. Sorry. So um, the man playing uh, Papa Hux is played by Brendan Gleeson's brother. <laughs> or at least they're related because they have the same last name. Phenomenal. So Amazing. fun. Top I tier. love this fact. He's somehow related to him. Um, perfect. That's absolutely perfect. Good, Sorry, tier. I just had to go back to that real quick. Um, so that's kind of interesting. We get to know how Bo lost the Darksaber. And 
that, that kind of like filled it a nice hole that it wasn't something she lost in combat, but she gave it up to try to save her people. Um, one thing I want to say, so we see this ship that the Night Owls have, and it reminds me of when we meet Rex and the other clones in Rebels Season 2. Yeah. They're on that yeah, planet. Yeah, very like patchwork ship yes. for traveling the surface of this weird planet. Um, also, we got to see Axe Woves and uh, Paz Vizsla pay, play chess and then start fighting and then get chastised by Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. These this two is, have beef with a toddler. Gotta say, it's a better performance from uh, Taika Waititi just saying yes and no than his performance as Korg <laughs> in Thor Love and Thunder. I think you mean Korg Love and Thunder. <laughs> <laughs> Very nice. Um, so we get to kind of see an interesting monster for two seconds that destroys their ship. So then they're on foot. Um, mm-hmm. That was... It, it was cool but I'm like oh this season's obsession with kaiju is <laughs> a little unnecessary and also that's some of the worst piloting we've seen in Star they Wars drove in a while into it. they just steered steered right they into, into this monster and bad. though the just the image of I they could fit going back to the joke about a, a Mandalorian ship being a clown car so many Mandalorians come flying out of that ship. It's pretty yeah, cool, sorry. honestly. Um, it's like when you throw like a, something into like an outside trash can in summer, and all the flies. <laughs> come out. Um, uh, one, one. Also, sorry. One small other note I had that I thought was hilarious when Bo-Katan was trying to get everyone to go back. I think she said that Mandalore is not cursed, and you went, "It's blursed." <laughs> <laughs> Made me laugh. It's that was blursed. really funny. You did. You did get a kick out of that one. Um, so then we get to, you had a funny comment, so we get to see where the the Great Forge was. And so, you know, it's a, it's a little rough for shape. And so you went Great Forge, now the Forge. No, I just said a Forge. Or a Forge, <laughs> yes. Um, so they're, it's, they have a half-hearted moment of peace, and then we get to see some Imperial Stormtroopers that look a lot like Mandalorians. Um, Which you are already pre-ordering the, uh, oh my the God, Black so Series so cool. toys. As soon as we saw them in the first scene in Moff Gideon's little cave, uh-huh. this is the coolest figures. They're I will be pre-ordering them. Cool. I will also be pre-ordering Moff Gideon's new look because that's pretty sick, but we'll get to Absolutely. that. Um, but it was interesting how they're running through the caves and the uh, immediate switch to Imperial architecture was like, yeah. are y'all kidding me? Yeah. I, I could immediately tell yeah we were not in a very it looked it looked reused it looked like reused sets which yeah. is kind of intentional they, so they they fall right into the heart of the imperial base there on the uh on the man. under the subterranean base mm-hmm. where they're keeping tie interceptors and bombers and these these um uh armored stormtroopers yeah and they're not having a good time after that no so they get trapped um they trap a few on the other side, which they kill two of, and then they disarm Din and take him away. Uh-huh. Um, and, and, like, it, it's funny. It's definitely a plot convenience how much it takes to take down Din. Sometimes, like, a single uh, knockoff General Grievous can take him down. Other times... Sometimes he can slip on a step and sink 200 feet into the water. <laughs> and five Sometimes he doesn't know how to swim. <laughs> other times it takes, like, 
10 stormtroopers in Beskar armor and even then they have to like tie him up and it is a cool it's a cool scene though I'm just, that's what I was ultimately saying him like um, shooting the flamethrower everywhere and having to be like his arms be tied and then and so as they so Moff Gideon's like open the door we're gonna kill him yeah, all so they trap all the Mandalorians in one room um, which if they had this plan I feel like they could have like rigged that room with detonators yeah, or something or like, like they, something. they I thought they for sure they were gonna try to do something to kill yeah. all of them they really slipped up there. Maybe they were. Maybe he wasn't ready. <laughs> um, but so then they all start to escape. Bo cuts a, do- a hole in the door with a dark saber, and Paz stays behind. And we get, and we get a really nice scene of Paz. Like, I think the first time we really see him, really the impression we get is how that he's very selfish, very uh-huh. self-serving, and ambitious. But as we've seen through this season, he's not. And we get, and we finally see him. He sacrifices himself, and he takes out a bunch of the stormtroopers. And it's only until those red guards show up that they finally take him down. And it still takes three to kill him. Yes, yeah, those those guards, which have obviously is like the coolest action scene of Last Jedi, mm-hmm. to have them come back. Except for that, their blades are purple now. Yeah. New not, toy, not <laughs> new toy. And so you made the joke about mommy Mothma. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote down not Daddy Favreau. <laughs> yeah, so John Favreau is the voice of Paz Vizsla. Um, so here's my hot take. You mentioned how it feels like they reused almost some sets from Kenobi, which I uh-huh. don't know if they did. Paz's death to me is what Tala's was supposed to be in Kenobi. Who exactly? Tala was that? is. Um, was she like the the she's spy? She's the woman in the village that the spy who was also the imperial. She was the yeah. one that shut the door and mm. like threw a grenade in the room to yeah. kill a bunch of stormtroopers. I don't even remember any of that. I know, but to help the others escape, and I just, I and maybe that is just something because we've seen Paz for just a little bit longer. But I don't. I just feel like that that impact was supposed to be the same as what happened in Kenobi, mm-hmm. and it just didn't land. I mean, for me personally, she died, and we were like. Oh no! Yeah. Anyways. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it was very unexpected that we felt something for Paz. I think this is a really surprisingly effective use of a silent, like a like a big and dark and quiet. What do the people say? Like dark, tall, dark, silent type. Yeah. Like he's a big guy. He was very unlikable, and he was oftentimes very aggressive versus to Din. He mm-hmm. wanted to nearly he try to kill him saber. for the dark saber. Uh, but then he really had a turnaround this season after uh, Bokatan helped save his son. Speaking of his son, now he doesn't oh, have a dad anymore. He's Ragnar. Ragnar. What a sick name. Ragnar, more like Ragnar. No um, dad. Ultimately, I guess I'll say uh, zero out of ten episode. No Fen Rao. Um, Mandalore. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, so here's an interesting comment. Did you even hear what I said? No, sorry, oh I missed gosh. it. I was reading. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so anyways, to recap, a zero out of 10 episode, no Fen Rao. <laughs> You'll get your Fen Rao eventually, probably. I but don't know. But will I? This comment, so the episode is called The Spy or The Spies. Mm-hmm. Which was it? Is it plural or singular? The Spies. This comment says, my paranoia is in full effect. Were the spies the hobo mandos? Is the spy Axe Woves? Is the spy the armor? Is the spy Grief? Is the spy Grogu? <laughs> <laughs> Grogu? Because I think... 
So here's so a detail we kind of overlooked that wasn't really important, but could be relevant to this is the armorer takes a bunch of the hobo mandos and takes them back to the ship mm-hmm, for medical care. So while I find it incredibly unlikely that the the armorer would have turned on them, the fact that she very uh. Uh, con- uh, it's very convenient that she left right before they got ambushed. Yes, but they did release a bunch of TIE fighters and TIE bombers to go take out the fleet. Yes, but we have not seen the effect of that True. yet. Um, so, the yeah, the fact that the episode's called The Spies, but there's no clear reference to any spies. Unless it's talking about Aliyah Kane. Who was who again? The Imperial. She used to work for Moff Gideon. She's at the very beginning. She was the one that reported yeah. to him. Yeah, but... She's barely in it, and she's still, isn't mean, isn't re- I don't know. It would be a weird thing she's to title been sabotaging some stuff. It'd be a weird thing to title the episode if that's what it's referencing. We do also we do get to see that the pirates that attacked Navarro were working under the thumb of the Imperial Remnant. So, uh, sorry, I was reading again. <laughs> Say that again. <laughs> I'm collecting information. Um, we do get we do hear from the Shadow Council that the pirates that attacked Navarro. I believe we're working under the Imperial Remnant. That's true. Because they're like, who took them out? And they're like, Mandalorians. And they're like, huh? So this, um, this is interesting. Um, so it, this would, this would be a very evil turn, but it does kind of make sense for the character. This the whole thing about the whole issue with the Mandalorians is their like dogmatic view of their beliefs. They are like so stuck on what they believe. Um, one of those is like their hatred for other factions. If the armor we traditionally know really hates everyone else in a show, if they're trying to pull the rug out from beneath us. She could have set this whole thing up She's to wipe 40 out. She's playing 4D chess. But also, she, she could be wiping out a bunch of her own people, too. So yeah, that doesn't know. necessarily make any sense, either. So, anyways. Anyways, um, when will Fen Rao show up? I have been waiting <laughs> uh, since his appearance in Rebels. Um, but it's okay. Maybe one. Maybe he'll show up in Ahsoka. That'd be pretty cool. Absolutely. If he shows up to die, I won't be real mad. <laughs> or just shows up dead. No! Um, and so it ends with Paz's death. Was there anything after that? No, that was it. Um, Paz dies and that's literally it. Wait, is there like an end credits thing that we missed? No, this is just the, uh. Okay. Can you imagine if there's a scene at the end we missed? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's just concept art. So yeah, so that. Just concept art? (laughs) uh, You know exactly what I mean. So fun episode. Uh, lots of action, lots of drama, lots of tension. Um, an actual meaningful character death. Oh, um, potentially hints towards someone being a traitor. Um, traitor. Written by Dave Filoni and no, no crazy cameos. It's really oh, interesting. Huh. I didn't realize he wrote it. Huh. Well, um, any, I guess it's any oh. final notes before we go to memes. I think that's it. I guess we got me. We got me. All right. We're only an hour, 26 minutes in. This is going to be our longest episode ever. Hey, it's worth it. Uh, welcome to me. We had minute. an emergency session of the podcast. Yeah. for Star Wars celebration. That's true. That's true. Um, welcome to me minute, but it's longer than a minute. Welcome to meme parsec. Welcome to meme. That added an seconds. entire 10 seconds to our runtime.
I had a joke that came up the other day listening to what meme astro se- oh meme astro segment. Oh, that's good. Meme astro mech. <laughs> okay. Oh, before we move on to memes, I I wanted to say this real quick. I know last week we talked about how Cameron was going to so graciously let us watch an episode of Transformers oh, G One, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. we we uh, removed that segment for tonight to next week <laughs> because Star Wars Celebration released so much. We might want to push it back two weeks because in two weeks we won't have anything to talk about. Oh, you're right. <gasps> So we so, should do Transformers we're full just Transformers do episode. Full time Transformers. But lo- it it deserves it. It'll Transformers will finally have its time. There's in a the two light. part episode that I would like to watch. That I think would be very good for us. Anyways, meme minute. I want to start this off. This meme is not relevant to Star Wars or Transformers, but it is relevant to this podcast. And let me play this audio for you. So this is a video of a cat, and it says, "When you humans don't stop ranting about their day until you literally only know your name and what time dinner is." So this has been stuck in my head all week. And I sent that to Rachel with the caption, Athena, whenever we talk to her during our podcast. And and you, you specifically mentioned the time that we said happy birthday to her on the pod. <laughs> Though I don't think we were in, we were not here. We were not at your apartment that week. We were I at my we apartment. I think we were. Because I saw her and I was like, oh, anyways. Uh, okay. Happy birthday enough. to our supervisor. So happy to our birthday. <laughs> Not relevant. Sorry, I got my Anyways. wires crossed there. I just thought that was funny. Just like our non-human podcast host that we talked to, like she's human. She's. I'm talking about it right now. She's not even caring. She's just asleep over there. She's been in that same spot for the past hour and keep 30. your supervising jobs going, Athena. You're doing a great she's keeping job. Keeping us on our toes. Um. So this isn't a meme, I guess. But <laughs> you say that one of us says that as the first <laughs> meme every week. It's hilarious. I don't know where to put it. I didn't organize my notes. No, it's great. I just had to point it out because it's so funny. That's the best <laughs> meme of the night is, is you saying that. <laughs> Anyways, so someone pointed this out that from Mandalorian Season 1, Chapter 3, there's a hologram in the back of uh, of one of the bounty hunters like uh, holograms where they can flip through like Tinder and find yes. bounties. And it says, a noble man, and it's a... Uh, Oh gosh, a cal- Amon Calamari. Yes, a nobleman's son, apparently is mm-hmm. who what that says. And then in that in this last episode, chapter twenty two, yeah. we kind of see this the king's son running I, around with his girlfriend. I don't know if there's actually a connection, but it's kind of interesting. No, I, I I saw that as well. That's almost cert- that's very likely a connection, and I thought that was a, that was a cool detail. It's all coming sure. together. It's all coming. It's all coming together. Okay, let's see. What, oh, so this one. Another classic thing we say in the meme segment. This one's purely visual, but I want to get Rachel's uh, live reaction. Live reaction it says Omega now. There's Omega. Omega in ten years. <laughs> it's a Photoshop job of Django Fett just with Omega's hair and like headpiece. <laughs> that was good. Gosh, uh, this one's also halfway visual. Um, <laughs> In the galactic criminal justice system, droid-based defenses are considered specially concerning. In the planet Plazier 15, the dedicated Mandalorians who investigate these particular fel- felonies are members of an elite squad known as Special Mandalorian Unit. And then it's the picture oh my gosh. from Law & Order SVU with Mando so and Bo-Katan. It's funny! Uh, <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> anyways, it's good. Um, this is actually a purely written meme, actually. Um, someone said wow there are leaked pages from dave floney's movie and they're everything interior hangar bay daytime ahsoka we need 
to take the fight to Thrawn. Bogatan steps out of the shadows. Bogatan, you'll have my dark saber. The Mandalorian steps out of the sh shadows and my jetpack. Oh, the camera slowly pans 360 degrees in a single continuous shot. Boba Fett and my flamethrower. Captain Rex and my blaster. Sabine Wren and my spray paint can. Zebralius and my paws. Baby Yoda, he can talk now. And my marble reds. Ezra Brett Bridger and my can-do attitude. Cal Kestis. I'm Cal Kestis. Hondo Anoka and my knowledge of business. Zero the Hut and my delicious Cajun Jumbo. And you can... Oh, gosh. Uh, I don't know who Me Beer Gascon is, but you can read half that at the bottom. I have bottom. no idea who that is. And... <laughs> I didn't, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to imply for you to read it out loud. <laughs> I'm going to leave that one uh, unread. Uh, I I thought that was hilarious. Um, so this is this is from SpongeBob, and it says, "Remember when the old narrator got tired of waiting, so they hired tech." What? Oh, I know this. Oh. Bradley. So much later that the old narrator got tired of waiting and they had to hire a new one. D Bradley pulling out. You know, you can't blame a man who has to voice five distinct characters on Bad Badge to, to pull out all his very distinct voices. What a guy. I love D Bradley. Well, speaking of SpongeBob. Sorry, go ahead. Yes. D for tech, can you do that SpongeBob narrator voice? We think it worked really well. It's probably like, all right. Love that. Uh, speaking of SpongeBob, I also have a SpongeBob joke that oh my just gosh. absolutely cracked me up. SpongeBob makes a lot of appearances on this pod during meme segment. <laughs> what are you going to fire me after all these years? Is this the part where we start kicking? No, SpongeBob, that's a chorus line. Kicking? Oh, I want to do some kicking. Why you? Why? So that was all Legos, and it was the uh, Mando kicking over the the super, super battle droid from last week. Kicking? I want to do some kicking. Uh, you'll probably have to censor me for this one. Okay. But um, Bocaton. I'm gonna write down the time code. Uh, okay, okay, okay. Bocaton removing her helmet because I because I told her so. I sleep. It's a picture of the armor. Din Djarin showing his face to say goodbye forever to his adopted kid. Real. <laughs> <laughs> those are, I'm those are great reading meme the meme. Format. Great meme format. Um, I actually spent like 45 minutes today finding a bunch of new sound effects for sensors. So I'm all ready oh, no. to go. I'm glad you, you used it. Um, here's, here's my last meme for the week. Wish I had more sets. I wish I had enough money for the big one. We're talking about Legos, Star Wars Legos. I wish I had at least one real toy. I wish I had something to eat. But in life, it's important to be grateful for what we already have. And it's pretty easy when you are surrounded by a sick collection of toys. So in the last shot there, he has like every Lego Star Wars. Um, uh, what so, a what a great turnaround there at the end. So I found this today. I don't know if you're familiar with the TikTok trend of people putting those "Am I the a hole?" threads to Subway Surfer videos. No, <laughs> no so, I'm not so, familiar so with this. So to describe the trend, what they do is they will some like they'll have an AI voice read Reddit threads. Okay, and they will put. Something like a Minecraft 
parkour level or subway surfer so people can watch it and listen. Uh-huh. This is such a good payoff. For those of you that watch TikTok, understand it and get the funny. For not wanting to help my brother after his political views backfired, I, Hunter 8 meters, and my three brothers Tech 8 meters, Echo 10 meters, Wrecker 8 meters, oh my and sister Omega 12F decided to flee our home after a dictator rose to power. My fourth brother Crosshair so 8 meters, from the point however, of view decided of to stay and work for the Crosshair. No, after my oh, brother Hunter. started working for the government, he began trying to kill us and kept calling us traitors. After he got over that phase, I realized I couldn't trust him anymore, so we made peace and went no contact. About a year later, Tech found a message that Crosshair left warning us about something. We also found out that the government started using him as a test subject for experiments. After learning this new information, I assumed it was another one of his traps. My brother Tech then suggested we try and save him, and my brothers and sister all sided with him. I love my family and just don't want to risk their lives anymore. Am I the asshole? Update. I agree. Oh, oh there's an update! The I didn't know that! joke. To save my brother and on the attempt to rescue him my brother tech died and my sister omega was badly injured we took omega to my former employer who has a mutual friend that helped my, oh my sister gosh. get better as my sister was being looked after my former employer called the cops on us and got her detained any suggestions on how to get her back <laughs> well it's been a weird episode that's a good way to cap it off do you have more memes i do oh um, keep going let's go the glad batch can't hurt you they don't exist the glad the batch. glad batch it's the bad batch but they're all photoshopped with really big smiles i remember seeing that that's a while good. back um. Ah, yes. Tech in the Bad Batch finale. I made this joke last yep, week. But it's uh, it's one of the uh, one of the Navari falling out of the ship from Avatar. Um. Uh, <laughs> somehow Kino learned to swim. Ah, lovely. <laughs> there was a lot of it got killed really quickly, but there was a lot of fun somehow Pal uh, Ray has returned, but they're all very positive. <laughs> okay. Whereas the somehow, somehow Palpatine has returned is obviously a very maligned meme because yes. no one wanted Palpatine back. Not very suddenly like yes. that in episode nine, but Ray returning, it was all met very positively. Mm -hmm. And so that was that was a cool unifying moment in the cult, in the fan base, I think. This is my last one. Go the for official it. Star Wars uh, TikTok posted this. Oh my god. It is a memorial of people placing flowers and a picture of tech. <laughs> is that popcorn? What is that? I don't know. It does look like is is it mental mix? Is that what it's <laughs> supposed to be? But anyways, the official um TikTok. I, no, actually my last one, but that's the official TikTok. The last thing I wanted to talk about. So it's a little bit Star Wars celebration related. Okay. Um actually two things because they were both so there was such a good cal kestis cosplayer that was at the cam cameron morgan uh panel which is who plays cal mm -hmm. kestis that cal kestis gave him that's not what that is um cal kestis gave him gosh cameron morgan gave the cosplayer um his poncho um like Aww, off that's his lovely. off his back um I'll see if I can find it. I think I actually screwed up the link. Um, I did. I'll post it to our TikTok and I'll show you later. Um, but so it was really cool. Is it Cameron Morgan? I hope that is correct. I hope that I had the right name. Um, I actually might be wrong. Um, <laughs> Top tier content. Yeah. Sorry, Cameron Monaghan. That's who it is. <laughs> Leave me alone. I can only remember so many cameras. You are so excited for this week. Your your note 
is just an absolute disaster. It's an absolute disaster. <laughs> and the last thing I saw was, so if you've ever seen it at any con, you know how there's always like a bunch of troopers that always band together and they march throughout the whole convention. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So they did the same with a bunch of people dressed up as the prisoners from Narkina 5. Uh-huh. And they ran around the convention shouting one way out. And the funny thing is that some of them brought pool floaties. Uh-huh. The other thing is that Star Wars replied to one of the Twitters. To- Star Wars, I know all the Twitters. Star Wars <laughs> replied to one of the tweets, the official Star Wars, and just said, hope they know how to swim. <laughs> but either way, I think that's... That's very nice. Hilarious. So, yes, uh, my notes have been a mess this week because I was so excited. So, <laughs> but yes, Cameron Monaghan, um, excuse me, um, it was very nice. I think I just love uh, that... He's just gotten so much love. Well, we opened with a small piece of Transformers information. We'll close. Um, you sent me a, a photo <laughs> this week um, from the store. You found Airheads uh, bites with Transformers Rise of the Beast print- printed on it. Um, so we're getting close. We're getting into the merch time for we the are. next Transformers film. So I, it's right around the corner. I did just find it. So we get to see this little wholesome okay. thing. Um, so this is Cameron. Cameron Monaghan. He took his poncho off and threw it into the crowd. Aw, what a cute guy. So it's um, this Cal Kestis cosplayer um, who looks insanely like Cal Kestis. Like him and Marin. So it's so cute. So <laughs> He the- looks like Rory Williams from Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But it's, it's very cute because it's just, I don't know. I love when actors like acknowledge that. And yeah, I fun. think Cameron Monaghan, like, is getting a lot of the love, which he should. But mm-hmm. the joke is that the only clothes Cal can wear are ponchos uh-huh. and Jedi Fallen Order. So, yes. but it's like that's so cool. He didn't have to do that, but he did. So one last note. I think it was you who sent it to me. Um, it was a video of Kyle Soller who plays Cyril <laughs> in Andor. Cyril, Cyril, um, and. He, I think he was talking about the cereal. Someone handed him a Cere- a vid- their phone, and there's a there's a recipe there's a recipe of yeah. the cereal that you can make. But what's interesting to me about the video, what I recommend is finding a video of this actor Kyle Soler, which is how different he is from his character. It's and I, I don't ever assume, especially with villains, I never assume that the actor is like the character. But the the way he talks is so different it is from his the performance as Cyril. Degreasification that the, <laughs> yes. the Imperials. He's a well groomed young man. No, so here's the thing: <laughs> we see it with uh, one of my favorite things with uh, him is so when Andor first came out and he started doing interviews, he looked like he had just come out from living in the woods for two months because his beard and his <laughs> hair remember, was so I long. I forgot about that. Yeah. But so you know, we see Cyril, who's just greasy, and then you know, we see. Um, his actual actor who's so very nice in person and he's like much more his hair is fluffy and someone called it the, i think like the degreasification of former <laughs> because we see it with agent callus <laughs> because he's so because when we first see him in rebels he's got the imperial haircut and then when he joins the rebels he's like actually not it's it's yes. it's so funny that it's is, very fun. funny top tier Okay, well, that brings us to the end of episode 14 of Rebels and Robots. Thank Woo! you for sticking with us, man. I already, I always tell people when they ask me about the podcast, it's super nerdy. This is mega nerdy. This has been a lot. But it's it's always fun to record with you, Rachel. 
Um, fun to record with you. Thank you to Caleb Jacoby for our intro and outro music. And as always, props to Rachel for our artwork. Props to Cameron who edits all of these and now gets to edit two hours of recording. Well, f- only at hour 42 as of right now, 43. Um, it's not that much to edit. I only have one thing to cut out and one thing to censor. So not too bad. Um, so this is Cameron and Rachel signing off saying the Ahsoka series is Rachel's Avengers Endgame. It is. It's my endgame. And game. she's going to be no awful and she will not apologize If you thought for I was bad, Cameron, if you thought I was bad, I feel like I say this every time a new series comes out. If you thought I was bad during Andor, mm, <laughs> honey, you got another storm coming. <laughs> Good night, everyone. Bye.